So this morning, we just want to continue in our studies in the Faith Hall of Fame. We already talked about the great uh, heroes of faith from the Old Testament. We started with Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob. And last week, we analyzed the faith Joseph had in the Lord from Hebrew chapter 11 verse 22. It says, by faith Joseph when he was dying made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. So we talked about two things there and we were trying to understand what was the faith of Joseph. Joseph had a certain hope about his future and he became a man of faith. So he talked about two things there. Joseph believed that the children of God will depart from Egypt. They are not going to live in slavery forever. Instead, there will be a day, there will be a visitation of God from heaven. And on that day, they will be taken out of the bondage. And they will move forward towards the blessed land, the promised land. And secondly, he also told, when their children depart, from Egypt he believed his bones will not be buried in Egypt instead they will carry his bones and his bones will be buried along with his fathers you know that's the belief we, he, he had and he, he spoke about it and he prophesied the things happening going to happen in his life and we understood that Joseph not only a man of faith when he was living on this earth you know it was true that he was trying to keep himself away from the sins of this world he wanted to live a life that is pure and holy in front of God and he escaped you know when there was a snare made from uh, by Potiphar's wife and but he escaped out of it and he was a holy man when he was living on this earth but he wanted to continue that holy blessed living even after his death he doesn't want his bones to be buried along with the wicked instead he wanted his bones to be carried uh, and to be buried in the blessed land along with his father the bones also represent a symbol you know he left that bone as an identification whenever his the children of Israel they look at the bones they will realize that one day they are going to come out of the bondage of the labor and that, that heaviness which was cast upon the children of Israel and we talked about it and finally eventually it happened God brought them out of the bondage and we also believed we also uh, we read that his bones were taken along with the children of Israel and Joshua was burying his bones in the blessed land of Canaan today we are going to see the next heroic figure in the faith hall of fame his name is Moses so we read about Moses in Hebrew chapter 11 verse 23 Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23 says by faith Moses when he was born was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command so Bible says Moses when he was born was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was beautiful he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. I would say more than saying Moses faith it I would say that it is the 
faith of the parents of Moses. It's the faith of Moses' parents. You know, after the, if you want to go a little backward into the history, after the death of Joseph, which is, you know, which we can see in Exodus chapter 1, Pharaoh found that the children of Israel are becoming more, mightier than they were, and they were multiplying in number. And he was trying to oppress them, but then he couldn't do it. The more he oppressed them, the more he tried to put them down, they are just multiplying everywhere. He's struggling to find an Egyptian over there, but instead, the children of Israel are there, spread out everywhere. Now, he decided to deal with them shrewdly in a very clever way he planted he, he decided to deal with them so he set taskmasters over them to afflict them in their work you know they were just you know making them to work hard and labor every you know day and night you know more than 16 18 hours they had to work and they had to do the hard work you know they were just you know doing you know that, you know doing that kind of thing to the children of Israel and he also commanded the midwives in the land of Egypt whenever there is a Hebrew male child is born and those midwives were commanded to kill that male child even at the time of the birth right so there is at that time there is no way to find out the sex of the other gender of the the the, the fit the, the 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 boy or the girl forming in the womb of the mother so they had to wait until the time of the birth at the time of the birth if they find that it is a male child the midwives were commanded by pharaoh to kill the male ch children at the, at the time of birth so they they were living in a very very tough situation Pharaoh also commanded to all his people, he found out that it's not effective because the midwives they fear God right they were not doing it even though pharaoh was instructing them to do it they were not doing it because they were afraid of god they were having fearful they fear about god and they were not doing it he found it is not effective and you know finally he commanded them if, if the child is found as a male child he commanded them to cast the children or the male child children into the river probably into the river nile so that, that's the command he has given uh, to the you know Egyptians and all the you know medical professional uh, professionals who were involved in the birth of a child. So this was very effective. It was happening. Every Hebrew woman, at the moment he, she gives birth to a male child, the male child was th you know thrown into the river, not even by somebody else, even by you know own parents, even the own family has to do it because they are forced to do it. Otherwise, you know. It the punishment is very very severe we read that all this story in you know Genesis or I think in Exodus chapter 2 so you know but in the New Testament we see a record a mention of the faith of the parents of Moses they had in the Lord so let's take a time let's go back to Exodus chapter 2 probably we let's try to read a couple of verses there Exodus chapter 2 verse 1 and a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi so the woman conceived and bore a son and when she saw that he was a beautiful child she hid him three months just you know keep track of things it's everything is important there verse 3 but when she could no longer hide him she took an ark of bulrushes for him daubed it with asphalt and pitch 
put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him, the child. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you, for the Hebrew woman, from the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And verse 10, And the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son, Pharaoh's daughter's son. So she called his name Moses saying because I drew him out of the water. You know that's the story behind the Hebrew chapter 11 verse 23 which says by faith Moses when he was born was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. When every Hebrew man were throwing their male children at the time of their birth into the river, the mother of Moses decided to hide him for three months. Hide this baby for three months. You know, Bible says in Exodus chapter 6, if you can turn with me, Exodus chapter 6, it even mentions the name of Moses' mother and father. It says Moses' mother's name was Jacobad. Verse 20, Exodus 6. Now Amram took for himself Jacobad, his father's sister, as wife. And she bore him Aaron and Moses. And the years of the life of Amram were 137. So remember that name, Jacobad. Jacobad is the name of the mother of Moses. Jacobad was a faithful woman. She was a man, woman of faith. Instead of throwing Moses into river Nile, she hid him for three months. That's what the word of God says. By faith, his parents, they were hiding him for three months. They hid him for three months. The writer of Hebrew clearly says that by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents. Because they saw him so beautiful and they were not afraid of the command of the king. You know, faith made Moses' parents to disobey the command of the evil king. Faith made Moses' mother to disobey the commandment of the evil king Pharaoh. Faith made Moses' mother to keep Moses by risking their lives. 
you know they knew very well what it takes to hide a baby when the command is to kill that baby but now they wanted to hide the baby they know they knew very well how much is the risk involved if they come to know the entire family will be destroyed faith of Jacob Moses mother enabled her to take challenges of keeping a male Hebrew child without the knowledge of the Egyptian officials you know every time at the end of the day the Egyptian officials they need to come in their houses to every village to every house you know walk before you know go besides the house of the Hebrews they will very carefully listen the moment they see moment they listen to a male child crying they break those houses and catch those take those you know child children and throw them into the river Nile they don't hesitate to do that because that was the command given to the officials of Pharaoh's army and this people this family having such a great faith in God in spite of the command given by the king they were preserving this male child and for three months it's not that easy the child cries at times it is it's very difficult to keep the child safe in their house Bible says Moses was hidden for three months by his parents because of two reasons one they saw he was beautiful child and secondly they were not afraid of King's command but the writer of Hebrews says that they could do so by faith by faith by faith he was preserved by faith he was protected you know what kind of faith the parents of Moses would have had at that time at that time of their living you know Bible says Moses parents in fact Moses he belonged to the tribe of Levi you know being from the tribe of Levi Moses parents they knew very well what was the call of a priest at that time they knew very well the child which is born it is a priestly child it has a call in its life as a priest and they were so afraid to touch this child killing such a child who has a call of God in its life is subjecting themselves to the punishment of God they knew that by faith they cannot kill the child the child cannot be afford to die because it's a godly child the child has a you know call in its life and the parents are godly parents they were afraid they were afraid to do any harm to this child you know but whenever the other Levites they were not hesitating to kill their male child male children but this people Amram and Jacob they decided to hide Moses because they found something else in him they found something different in Moses all the other Levite children they were killed they were thrown but this parents obeying to the will of God you know listening to the commandment of God knowing the call of God in that life of the child they found something different in this child and they decided by faith they decided to preserve so by faith we can say Amram and Jacob found Moses picking up uh, you know uh, 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 Moses being picked up by the daughter of Pharaoh they could see there with their you know eyes of faith 
You know, today when we study this, it is telling something to us. You know, when we, we most of the time we worry about our children, right? We worry about our young generation. The moment we see the call of God in their lives, you know, nothing can happen to the child. You know, some, sometimes when our children, when they are very so little, very so young, they go through a lot of, you know, sickness. If you listen to some of the testimonies, you know, we quite often, we come across, come across, the, come across the testimony which says, I was, a, you know, when I was a baby, I was, I was just getting, you know, severe fever. And I was, you know, my parents, they thought I'm, I, I'm just gone, I'm just dead. But then I was very silent for a few minutes and I was not even opening my eyes and, you know, I was not even breathing. But suddenly life came into my body. And then today I am alive because God saved me. You know, when the moment parents, they feel that it is godly child, you know, they give the child to God. And God takes care of the child from that point onwards. Now, nobody can do anything to the child. No harm, nothing can hurt. You know, it all depends the faith the parents have in God. You know, concerning the children, concerning their children. So by faith, Amram and Jacob, they found Moses being picked up by Pharaoh's daughter from the river. By faith, Amram and Jacob, they found Moses growing up in the palace of Pharaoh. You know, they could foresee all this thing happening for this three-month little baby in their hands. By faith, Amram and Jacob, Jacob, they found Moses becoming a deliverer of Israel. By faith, Amram and Jacob, they found Moses as a great leader, leading the children of Israel out of the bondage, you know, in, 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 in Egypt. By faith, Amram and Jacob probably they would have seen foreseeing Moses standing in front of the Red Sea and parting the Red Sea into two. By faith, Amram and Jacob probably they would have seen Moses receiving the Ten Commandments from God. As a young child, little baby in their hand, see the kind of faith the parents were having on a baby, on God concerning the baby. Probably Jacob and Amram, they would have seen Moses leading the children of Israel into the wilderness and God providing and caring for them during the day by the pillar of cloud and during the night by the pillar of fire by faith Amram and Jacob would have seen Moses defeating the giants as he was taking the army of children of Israel in the wilderness town by town city by city Moses was leading the children of Israel and by defeating conquering them and destroying everything which was ungodly there by faith Amram and Jacob would have seen Moses feeding the children of Israel by the food of angels as he Moses cried out to God God fed the children of Israel by manna the angels fed and by faith the, the, the parents would have seen those things happening in the little child by faith Amram and Jacob saw Moses taking them into the blessed land of Canaan such a faith you know filled parents of Moses that's why Bible says by faith Moses when he was born his parents were hiding him for three months because he's, they saw he was beautiful and they were not afraid of the commandment of God it is not an easy thing to have such a great vision for a child that can be killed at any moment if they come to know it will be killed at any moment but see the vision of the parents you know they could do this by faith Every child who is born to a godly parent has a destiny that is preordained by God. Did you listen to that? Every child who is born to a godly parent 
has a destiny that is predestined, preordained by God. You know, every time, especially that's what we teach the you know parents, the mother, especially when she goes through the pregnancy. We tell them the the, 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 the child which is you know getting conceived, being formed in your womb. It is not an ordinary child. If you have faith in God, the child is not an ordinary child. You know, we need to believe such, we need to believe God, you know, concerning our children. You know, our children are ordained or they are called for a purpose. They are destined, they are predestined. You know, if you remember about the prophets, Jeremiah and, uh, and the prophet Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah especially. When, you know, when he was, you know, Bible says, when, even when he was in the womb of his mother, God found him. He ordained him as a prophet to the children of Israel. You know, that's how the ordination, I used to say, most of the ordination happens where? In the mother's womb. That's where the ordination happens. That's where God decides what he is going to do with this child. So every child who is born to a godly parent has the call of God in their lives. They have a call of God already in their lives. And the parents of Moses, they could realize that Moses is called to be a leader. So to, to, to arrive at a proper decision, proper conclusion about the faith of her, his parents, we need to understand some of the key characteristics of Moses' parents. Especially Jacobad, the mother of Moses. The kind of, you know, the life they were living on this earth. So by just putting this New Testament passage and the Old Testament passage, I could arrive at some four or five key characteristics of Moses' parents, especially his mother, Jacob, the first one. She had a thorough knowledge about the time in which she was living. Moses' parents, they had a complete knowledge about the time in which they were living. They were not ignorant of what was going on at that time. Moses' parents, they knew what is the message in the air, what is the news in the air at that point of time. They knew very well things were not good, what is going on outside. Every child is being killed. It's not the good thing to have in the land. Everywhere people are talking about death of the male child. Every pregnant Hebrew woman was in despair as she does not know what child is going to give, what she is going to give birth. It's a male or it's a female child. And if it is a male child, it is to be thrown into the river. You know, you can imagine how they would have spent their eight, nine months how you know in, in what kind of you know what kind of hope they probably they would have had the Hebrew woman everybody was just waiting for the day of the birth of the child and that day is going to decide what is the, the destiny of the child that is about to be born they could hear a sound breakout of sudden breakout of cry among their neighbors the moment a male child is born Instead of a you know happy, a joyful sound, all that they could hear is a cry there. Why? The moment the male child is born, it is to be killed, it is to be thrown into the river. They could hear that kind of breakout of noise everywhere around them. They knew that very well that they are living in such a time. The first characteristics of Moses' parents, they knew very well what kind of situation, what kind of time frame they are living in. What does it tells to, uh, tell to us today? 
What does it speak to us today? Do we know, do we have the knowledge of the time in which we are living today in this world? Do we know what biblical event which is about to take place next? Do we know, if I ask that question, some of you I am sure will be able to answer. What biblical event is about to take place next? Do we have an idea about where we are living, in what stage we are living today? Do we know what is going to, you know, what is really going on, especially in the Middle East? You know, because any move, any change in politically, economically, you know, any change or even spiritually, any change happens in the Middle East, it has an influence in the plan of God, in the scheme of God. Are we aware of what is really going on, what is happening? We are living in a dangerous time. You know, the word of God says, if you can turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy, let's read that scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times or dangerous times will come. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. In the last days, dangerous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters. We are reading about the current day we are living on this earth. Men will become lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to the parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, Despisers of God, sorry, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong means proud, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. You know that's the kind of world we are living in. I would say it's much more worse than Moses when the time of Moses. When the, at the time of Moses, you know they were the, when a child, children, a child was born, a male child was killed. But today, people are killed alive. You know people are killed alive. Children are trying to rebel against parents. You know they are going through pain. Parents are not, understand, not able to understand the, you know, the desire of the children and there is fight every time within the families. Families they don't have you know, peace in them themselves. We find people living for their own. They don't even care about with their own family. They are just all that they need is you know, they need to be rich. They need to be plenty. They need to be fed. They don't really care about others. You know there are so many things, so many evil things, murders and so many things going on. We are living in much dangerous days than probably the Moses parents were living in but in the time when Moses was born his parents were very well aware of what was going on in their outside their house secondly they had an awareness of the consequences of disobeying King's commandment it's not a blind faith they had in God you know sometimes we try to take that step by blind faith you know what is blind, blind faith? It's like a faith. You know one one example I can give. Every morning you just get up, right, and you just open the Bible suddenly without seeing it. 
and you get a verse there and you read that verse oh okay I got the promise now I try to walk by this promise it's of course it's a word of God it is a promise of God but then it's a kind of blind faith right so it depends you know what you think you know some 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 people may not agree to it and they say that yeah God speaks to me every day just go and open the Bible and the verse comes to me it's always good God speaks to us we have different kinds of faith you know some of us even visit our website to see the thought for the day and they see the read the thought for the day and they find that okay that's the word God is speaking to us I'm not saying it's blind but you know it depends right for me it is blind right so God expects you to read the word of God and find out what God wants to speak to you for for the day God may speak to us through some other means that is that is good right but it becomes real so real when you apply it right just by reading it and going out is the blind it's blind way of doing things but we try to put that in our life every day right but these people they were not having blind faith in God they knew the consequence of not obeying the commandment command of the king Moses parents they knew the consequence of not obeying Pharaoh's command who is Pharaoh you know Pharaoh was considered at that time to be half man and half God right people were worshipping Pharaoh he was considered to be God when he decreed it is expected to be followed without any question you know no ministers in his in his kingdom nobody can ask turn back and question Pharaoh he was such a mighty man he was even considered equivalent to God he was such a mighty man so if not Pharaoh will not leave them on the face of the earth he will destroy if a family is not obeying God's word uh, his word he's going to destroy that family completely he, that family will be wiped up in the face of the earth Moses parents they knew very well what kind of decision they are taking to keep that child without destroying the child you know today living godly demands certain demands certain other things from our lives you know sometimes we are forced to say no to the pleasures of the world we are expected to sacrifice those joy and pleasures probably that we could have enjoyed outside of this world according to Titus 3 3 Bible says in Titus 3 3 we were once living in the pleasures of this world not anymore not anymore you know some of us in our Christian walk with the Lord we would have probably experienced it some point of time you know you know it's not the pleasures of this world will not leave you and me as long as we live on this on this flesh like every time we want to do something for God we want to come closer to God there is a question in the back of our mind why I was living in you know I was having a good life when I was living on this yet I was living in plenty I was having a good time with my friends I was enjoying the world I was also going to the church I was also reading the Bible word of God and I was having such a good time you know but now why I need to restrict myself today not to you know enjoy those things which I was enjoying I was I used to do in my life you know but we are talking about 
not obeying to this world not giving our lives to the pleasures of this world and it has a consequence in our life what is the consequence we need to go through we need to have live in so restricted way sometimes we feel that we lose that freedom we cannot go anywhere we cannot stand in some places because if the people find us oh my pastor is standing in this place my pastor is you know going this way so we cannot go that way or we feel will that okay I am a believer I am a child of God if somebody sees me no no I don't want to be there I just want to move away from the, you know we need to bring so much of restriction why because we try to live godly it is a struggle I cannot you know I, I cannot really believe that if somebody says that I'm perfect you know all the time I can live godly I don't really feel about it I don't really think about it I don't struggle with it I am godly person if somebody says that I, I don't even get tempted to sin if somebody says that they are a liar right they are lying to us nobody can say that we all go through certain amount of temptation every day in our lives but we know also know the consequence of it we taken we have taken this challenge with God we made this covenant with God Lord I will take a cross and follow you not blindly knowing the consequence of it Moses parents they were following they took the decision knowing the consequence and at times we are forced to say no to some of our old friends in this world you know that is one difficult thing which I also found in my life you know some point of time in my life I had so much of friendship and but then I had a struggle through you know disconnect every one of them and say that you know I stopped communicating them with them right over the internet or over messaging and all those things I stopped communicating them with them then they, they cannot understand what we are trying to do right so they, they look into our website or our pages and uh, Facebook and all those things they were finding all the ungodly stuff but suddenly one morning we started putting you know godly stuff pictures and songs and you know and messages Bible scriptures and the thought for the day this that and so many things in, in our page they don't understand what has happened to this man or this woman he's, he's become crazy you know that's a word they can use very comfortably but then we know the consequence of consequence of it what we are into Moses parents they were thirdly Moses mother was willing to take the risk in his her life for God's plan to be fulfilled the third characteristics of Moses parents they were willing to take their risk in their lives for God's plan to be accomplished if Amram and Jacobad wanted to live without any risk probably they could have done one thing they could have thrown this child into the river if they decided to live a risk-free life they could have thrown this child male child into the river but they knew very well a risk is required for God's will to be fulfilled a risk is required for God's will to be fulfilled they were willing to risk their lives to bring forth a leader to the world you know I'm sure it is speaking to some of us today if we need to do something for God a risk is required there if we need to bring that life of Moses into the world a risk was required for his mother on that day they were willing to risk their lives to bring forth the mighty man of God who is going to write the first five books of the Bible it was not easy it, it's not only in Moses life any life you go through it 
they had to face certain amount of risk in their life. What about Daniel? What about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? What about Joseph? Everyone, they had to go through certain amount of risk. What about Paul? All the apostles, everybody who are living to decide to live godly, they had to go through this risk in their lives. These parents, they were willing to take the risk to protect and to protect the child for God's will, God's plan to be accomplished. And what are the risks we are taking today for God? What are the risks today we are taking for you know taking for God and God's kingdom? We hear God speaking to us. We know for sure at times that it is from God. Then what do we do about it? At times, you know, we listen. I listen many things from God. But I don't want to do all these things because I'm afraid to take the risk in my life. Sometimes, many times, we keep quiet about it without acting upon what God wants us to do in this life. We need to know unless we swim against the current the water flow we cannot make progress you know it is not easy to establish God's kingdom on this earth it is not easy to take a step to do something for God it is easy to do anything for this world because we are flowing in the direction the water flows if somebody is in a river if somebody is trying to swim against the water current i know some of us in our good in swimming we know what it is right if you are trying to swim against we swim against and when five minutes ten minutes we swim but still we'll be still you know we'll be in the same place because we see the water flow is against us and no way we can move forward it is true in the matter of god if we want to take a step forward and we find that there are so many other things pushing us backward and we are not able to move forward and these parents godly parents they knew what kind of risk they need to take for God's will to be accomplished in their lives we have great concern about our children today but are we willing to take the risk and sacrifice our lives our time for our children you know that is something which which is very very important you know great men and women of God they sacrificed even their lives you know some of the missionary biography if you read people find that they just consider their lives as nothing they were it's very absolutely very clear even from the beginning of their childhood the moment they received the vision about vision of God of God what what God wanted to do in their lives they just consider everything as nothing and they all that the focus is move forward towards the call of God in their lives I quite often I remember about Ringel Daube the missionary the German missionary who came to the southern part of India he came at the very early young stage and he wanted to spend his whole life he established around seven to nine churches among the Hindu villages, with the deepest you know most orthodox Hindu families among the Hindu villages he established this ministry at the age of 35 I think he almost came to the end of his life he just looked at his body and he found there is nothing left out in his body 
at the very young age he found there is nothing else left out in his body he doesn't have any more strength to move forward for doing anything for God and he was very sure he has come to an end of his life but he lived such a short span of life but he accomplished great things today there are many missionaries many medical organization many Christian organization many churches many more missionaries serving all over the world you know by such a you know the, the, the dedication and the sacrifice of such a men and women of God you know who served as missionaries in in, in the jungles and forest today God is expecting us even if it may not be that extent but are we willing to risk certain things in our lives if you are willing to risk certain things in our lives God can do great things through our lives today it is our time the opportunity is given to us so we need to take come forward to take certain risk in God's kingdom I don't know what risk God expects us to take I know what God risk God expects me to take the same way I'm sure you know what risk God expects you to take and you need to ask God what risk God you want me to take and God will reveal that to you and it is up to you to take the decision of moving forward taking the risk in our life and that risk is very essential to establish God's kingdom you know today we hear about the bloodshed of saints of God in many part of the land and that blood need to be shed even though Jesus tried died for us on the cross as I used to say he wrote uh, the, 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 the law on the cross but the law will come to enforcement the law will come to affect you through us through our lives it cannot just come from directly from the cross to the land we are here as God's ambassadors today to enact to do enforce the law on this world and God is counting on you and me as he was counting on the parents of Moses so that Moses can be protected by faith the fourth one Moses parents they were expecting to get favor from the enemy the fourth characteristics of Moses parents they were expecting to get favor from the enemy the mother of Moses decided to send Moses to the palace of Pharaoh who is the killer of male child have you thought of that who is the killer of male child all that Moses mother is getting ready now with the, the, the small basket in which she can put the male child and send that male child to the killer of the male child male children right so she is sending that baby to the person who is about to kill the male child see the faith that she had in God see her characteristics she's trying to get favor from the enemy today children of God we need to try to get favor from our enemy you know that's where God is establishing us ourselves on this earth you know the, the favor of God when it comes it works in a supernatural way it doesn't work in a natural way you know we need to look for we look for that opportunity where we find God's favor from the enemy enemy when you say enemy it may be even the enemy to God's kingdom it may be totally ruled by demon and evil influence evil forces but there we see we find God's favor it may be an organization where we you know they don't know anything about God and godly things but still you will find the favor because Moses parents they could find the favor where there, there was evil influence and she saw God's protection upon Moses for the first three months 
that was the sign that was more than enough for Jacob on that day to move further in her faith. You know what is that hidden treasure there we find in, in the scripture? She saw three months Moses was protected. That was impossible. If you look at the situation they were living in, it was impossible to protect. Somehow the news will spread and they will come to know there is a male child in that, in that home. They will kill. And three months she was, uh, Moses was protected. That little sign was enough for that godly woman to move further. You know, today we ask sign to God and God gives us a sign. And when we get the sign, we, we just look at the sign and say that it may not be from God. It may be, oh, it may be naturally it would have happened. Or it may be, oh, I went there and I put that application, okay, they gave the job. It, it's, it's, it's not nothing to, from God. I don't think it's a sign. I need a very clear sign from God for me to move forward, for me to take any decision. I'm sure you're not going to get that. The sign which God has given is the sign that you need to move forward, nothing else, nothing else. You know, we cannot, you know, blame God and we cannot deceive God by telling him that I'm not sure about what you want me to do. We will, you know, there are people, they will keep on telling this until the end of their life. I'm not sure. They will never become sure about what God wanted them to do. We are sure. We know what God wants us to do. Moses' parents, they saw the sign of this child being protected for three months and then she knew it is God. The same God will protect my child further and she was moving forward and she was willing to send Moses to Pharaoh hoping that God would help her with, will, and God's help will continue in his life. That reminds me with the word Ebenezer. That reminds me with the word Ebenezer. It is mentioned in the Bible in 1 Samuel 7-12. 1 Samuel 7-12. Samuel had called on the children of Israel and he was preaching there in 1 Samuel 7, 2 to 6, we can see that. He was preaching to the children of Israel and asking them to repent towards God. Because God may visit them. You cannot continue to live in the sin of idolatry. You need to repent and you need to come back to God. The Philistines were observing this. And they found everybody is together. It is the time of a mass execution. Now we can destroy the completely the children of God. And they started fighting against them. And they, because they were just making use of this opportunity to attack the children of Israel. But Bible says God defended Israel and gave them great victory on that day. So in response, Samuel, he erected a monument and he set up a stone there and he called its name as Ebenezer. Saying, what does it mean Ebenezer? Thus far the Lord has helped me. You know, God expects us to say that again and again in our lives. He expects us to move forward looking at that stone that is erected there. Looking at the blessing that God has given in my life. I put my step into this ministry. I see the blessing of God. It is the sign of God. Let me move forward. Let me take it further. You know that should be the decision. That should be the direction in which God expects us to go. Moses' mother. 
she looked at the three months and she started calling God Lord you are my Ebenezer I believe in you thus far you have helped me I'm sure you will help me further so we have seen many blessings as I said in our lives and God expects us to move forward trusting in God because he is our Ebenezer today we wait for signs and God's directions God expects us to move like Jacobat God expects us to move forward in things of God like Jacobat the God who protected Moses for last three months he is sufficient to protect Moses further finally she was a woman willing to let go what belongs to God she was a woman she was willing to let go what belongs to God when Moses grew up Jacob did not say that Moses is my child it is true that Moses was given to Jacob to nurse him and to grow, make him grow, make him as a child, young child. And she grew and he became a child. If you can turn with me to Exodus 2 verse 10, it is very clear there. Exodus, Exodus 2 verse 10 says, And the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became Pharaoh's daughter's son. And the child grew, Exodus 2.10 And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. So she called his name Moses saying because I drew him out of the water. What are we holding today? That belongs to God. We need to let those things go from us. You know probably Jacobad would have said it is my child. I protected her for three months. Now I nourished him for three months for the remaining days. I'm the one who's the real mother. We can now we can forget because now Pharaoh is not going to kill him anyway. He is a child, he can grow, he can take care of himself now. Why should I go and bring him to the Pharaoh's palace to her Pharaoh's daughter again? She knew the child doesn't belong to her. She knew very well that the child doesn't belong to her. God wanted Moses to be in the palace because he has to be trained as a leader. One day he can lead the mighty army of children of Israel. He wanted him to be trained in the, in the, in the Pharaoh's palace. And this woman had such a great faith in God. She let him go. She let him go. And in 1 Corinthians we read, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19-20, Bible says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 whom you have you have from God and you are not your own for you were bought at a price therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's Bible clearly says our body belongs to God our body belongs to God our life on this earth belong to God our lives belong to God it is not ours Jacobad she knew that very well this child doesn't belong to me anymore and she was willing she was willing to let that child go to Pharaoh's palace you know some of us think that we can decide what we need to do we have so con total control about life our life on this earth our body on this earth our life on this earth we can do we can we some of us think that we can decide what my child will become 
I need to educate him, him or her in that way. Maybe an engineer or a doctor or some other profession. I know what my child has to do in the future. But if you are a believer of God, like a Jacobat, if we have faith in God, we don't have absolutely, we don't have any control over our child. It is God who takes care of our child. It is up to God what our child has to be in the future. It is better to give it to God the same way Jacobat was giving it to the Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's palace. We think we can decide what we want to become in the future. We want to become something great. We think we want to become like that. But no, it is not us. It is about God. We think you know, we can decide where we want to go. But it is nothing in our hand. It is up to God where we need to do, what we need to do. We don't have any influence in those decisions in our life. Because Bible clearly says, you don't belong to God. You, be, you don't belong to yourself. You belong to God. Jacobed was very clear this child doesn't belong to her remember it is not about us it is about what we decide it is about God and what he decides it is not about us and it is not about our decision it is all about God and what he decides it is about his will that's what we call it as God's will and as children of God today God expects us to completely give our lives to God's will Jacob did not say that Moses belongs to me she brought him to the Pharaoh's, uh, Pharaoh's daughter and Bible says Moses became her son you know, today I have seen even the, 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 the father-in-laws and mother-in-laws even after their daughter getting married you know they will just go and sit in their houses and say that she is my daughter she belongs to me have you seen that? <laughs> I'm not talking about anybody else specifically I'm just telling, telling about something which is going on in our family Bible clearly says once we our daughter is married she totally 100% belongs to her husband you know I was making that sure very very clearly in my family when I got married I told my father-in-law you gave your daughter it's sure that's true it's until now she's your daughter and she's going to be your daughter but now she becomes my, my wife and she has to listen to me what I say I'm not trying to dominate her but then I, I say that I'm trying to build my family according to the Bible it doesn't say that it is we both sit together and we both decide what we need to do we, I cannot bring my father-in-law or I cannot bring my mother-in-law or I cannot bring my parents in the middle I don't even consult my parents when I want to do something which we both decide they are all secondary they are liar. they stand remain outside it is me and my wife that's how we can build a godly family the moment we bring somebody else in our family the family is destroyed you lose the trust of your partner the moment you bring somebody else in the middle of your family God expects us the husband and wife and when my child is there if that is something doesn't belong to him I ask him to you move away you are second next it's me and my wife then my child I don't know what he feels about it it doesn't matter but it is about God that's how we can bring and build godly families and I don't know why I came there and you know that's what word of God says Jacobad she was not getting in between she was not getting it in between she gave the child to Pharaoh's daughter and Bible says Pharaoh's daughter she called Moses as his own son that means absolutely no influence she was away she was out when we bring our life to God and we 
tell give our life to God say Lord my God our life is gone we don't have any control we have absolutely no control over our lives it is God it is our faith how do we do it by faith we should be able to do it and we cannot do it we, we can you know hold it from not doing it and God cannot do anything in our lives and it is by faith if we give that to God and we will see God doing great things in our lives don't we know that we are having today nothing else belong to us it belongs to God we see things around at our home at our work in our church everything nothing belong to our own everything belong to God so it's best thing is to give it to God and I don't know what the Spirit of God is speaking to you this morning it may be something that we are holding in our life I know what I'm holding in my life and God wants to make it very clear what you are holding you want to give it to God it may be your time it may be your money it may be your wealth it may be our own life it may be our our our, our self-esteem or our pride our you know our position status in the society or our children God expects us to give it to God those who gave to God they never lost anything in their lives I want to conclude with this scripture what Jesus spoke in Matthew 10:39. he who finds his life will lose it and he who loses his life for my sake will find it Matthew chapter 10 verse 39 he who finds his life will lose it it shows it tells me I'm not sure about what it tells to me but it tells to you but it tells me if I try to decide if I want to build my life the way I want it I lose it it will never happen I will lose it if I have some imagination in about my life and I want to bring that in the way it may be in the ministry too if I try to build that thing by with my own imagination it will take, be taken out of my hand it I will be losing it it's true every one of our lives too it's better to give it to God and ask God to build it so that we will not lose it Jacob was such a woman of faith he understood she understood the time in which she was living she understood the consequences of not obeying to the ungodly king she was willing to risk her life because she knew very well that God's will plan need to be accomplished and she was trying to get a, a favor from the ungodly king and she believed God for that and she was finally willing to let go what belongs to God shall we close our eyes